0: welcome to moot the podcast where well our point is moot um i'm joe um the host of this podcast and we also have jeremy the other host of this podcast that's right that's right right. and today we are gonna talk about a video game called age of mythology so uh yeah do you want to start jeremy sure um
1: I had actually never heard of it but I played a shitload of Age of Empires, of course. I think everyone my age did, or at least a computer and video game wants. I don't know. It was it was really cool because it was basically Age of Empires on steroids. Can I say that? Is that a good?
0: Yeah, I feel like I like steroids. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't use steroids, but I like the word steroids. It's like, Why not? you know, what do you have against- it, everyone knows what steroids means. Steroids means uh, beefed up, you know, better, improved. Yeah. God, this is an ad for steroids, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that that is actually one of our sponsors, steroids. Just yes. Not not a company, just not a pharmaceutical company. Just just steroids, the drug, is sponsoring this podcast.
0: Yeah, doesn't matter where you buy them, as long as you buy them. <laughs> Make some yourself if you can.
1: No, um, no. So yeah, it's it's basically Age of Empires where you have people set in a in this case it's because it's age of mythology it's the myth of the early times like bronze age type so there's egyptians greeks um, people from atlantis which i thought was interesting since you know not necessarily a real culture but
0: well i guess we don't if you know that jeremy we don't know that we haven't explored the bottom of the ocean yet
1: that's true there are parts of the ocean that are unexplored the microplastic will find Atlantis
0: before we do. Yeah, that's true. You know what? <laughs> they also, well, I'm saying they, but this is like just pure conjecture from my mind. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm doing kind of a trump uh, so <laughs> uh, Everybody knows it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are saying in my head, they're saying that uh, Atlantis, maybe that was under on un- antarctus. Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah the south pole there's land down there who knows if there was a civilization down there before some ice age or something i mean we'll find out because
1: they're they're melting
0: <laughs> I yeah. think
1: we'll pretty soon <laughs> and then it'll be kind of sad because then the age of exploration or at least of earth will be officially over we'll know everything on the land No, no
0: no 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 we can always explore ourselves ourselves Hopefully. jeremy the <laughs> ultimate exploration <laughs>
1: And the exploration of the friends we made along the way,
0: <laughs> yes, it's all about the journey, not the destination, yeah, which is good because we uh we don 't have a map
1: you know actually no that's that's pretty good for this this game, so playing age of mythology, I had never played age of mythology before, and it was definitely way way more about the journey than the destination for me because we lost our first two matches in like five minutes, um, yeah, it
0: was ridiculous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I was trying to read like the tooltips and navigate the UI and figure out how to climb the tech tree.
0: And, and I had no excuse. I was just terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you I, I,
0: I know what the units do. I know how to build. I've played this game since I was a fucking toddler. <laughs> yeah, normal difficulty. It absolutely decimated me.
1: <laughs> well, it, every, I was surprised by how different all the factions were. Like, usually for games... Even, even kind of exploratory 4X strategy type games or RTSs, most of the factions were the same. Like with Age of Empires 2, there are a whole bunch of different civilizations you could play, and each civilization had their strengths. I think like Persians had better elephants or something, but the roster and the tech tree was essentially the same, and you would just have little perks here and there. And exploiting those perks was all about like massing as many elephants as possible. But this is totally different than that. This is like every single, civili- every single civilization played wildly differently. Like even how they gathered resources was different, which just kind of blew my mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't have a single unit in common. I mean, they all have builders, but they don't even build in the same way. Like the Norse, uh, the Vikings, they, they, they're, they're gatherers. They don't even, they can't build. They have two gatherers. They have people who pick berries, and they have people who are short dwarfs who mine gold. And then yeah. they have the warriors run around and build the, the
1: structures. They're the ones that build the buildings.
0: Yeah, which, which is honestly great though that they have the warriors build the buildings because it really lives into like the whole uh, the Viking fantasy. You know, you're like uh, you're raiding, you're going into other people's territory, you're building structures there you're kind of being always forward on the outpost, right? Yeah. And uh, the, the, way, the way they gather the resource from that you, you need to create myth units and uh, get gifts from the gods and stuff, they, they can only get that through battle. Like the Greeks, they can worship their temples. Uh, the Egyptians build their monuments. But the Norse, they, they have to go and fight stuff to get that favor. And uh, them constantly being in the enemy's territory, being a nuisance... It's just uh, it's just really good game design in general. Like it really underlines the fantasy, you know, for each race. Yeah, and and their and their
1: sort of cultural personality. Yeah, because you know, Vikings, they're they're so forward that they benefit from attacking nonstop. The the Norse, at least, um, and the Egyptians are much more defensive based. Which it made me think when when you were saying that they that because our second game i tried playing the egyptians never played him before and didn't realize you couldn't build a military unit until you advanced through your first stage (laughs) yeah the computer came up and just decimated my base and the game turned into like 10 minutes of joe just trying to save me just like funneling units into my base until he got attacked and then we both lost yeah (laughs) yeah it it didn't go well (laughs) (laughs) no it, it made me think of there there's like the ancient pyramids of egypt they uh, cleopatra is closer to us in our time in modern time than the people who built the pyramids so even by the time you know like jesus was around like, t- like 3,000 years ago the pyramids were already ancient yeah and it seems appropriate to me that they would have to advance an age to start militarizing and like their 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 whole thing is longevity
0: yeah, they were building stuff to last. You know, They, were, uh, they weren't building Ikea crap.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. they need to make like washing machines or something because I, I don't like playing obsolescence.
0: Honestly, I, I, want the, I want the ancient Egyptians to just produce everything for me. I would only have to buy things once in my life. Once in my entire fucking lineage's life.
1: What do you think they slept on, though? Because I, I might want like a modern mattress manufacturer.
0: Uh, I feel like they slept on something really bad, like a dead crocodile or something.
1: <laughs> like, they just beat the hell out of a crocodile and you sleep yeah. on it.
0: I mean the only thing we really know about what they slept and I say we I mean me uh, is that they did sleep in those sarcophagi so you know mm-hmm. they wrap themselves up they remove all their organs and they go to bed in a box
1: I was going to say I think I think they did that after they were dead
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely after you were dead because they took away your organs first <laughs> <laughs> It's like if you want to go to bed, you know, you're going to be dead.
1: What if, what if they just like moved your appendix and then sent you to bed? Yeah, been...
0: I wonder if the appendix was useful back then. I don't know. Because I, I, I read somewhere, I think, um, that the appendix's original purpose was to help us digest poisonous plants. Well,
1: that's fantastic.
0: Yeah, because the koala has an appendix too. And the koala uses the appendix to be able to digest, you know, like, eucalyptus leaves, which are poisonous as shit for humans, although they give us really fresh breath.
1: Okay, well, there's a future podcast episode. We ingest these poisonous plants and see if our appendix still works.
0: I I, I don't think it does anymore. I think that's the thing. All it does now is it gets gum caught in it and kills you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Let's not push it. (laughs) Yeah. Don't swallow gum. They always (laughs) told me if you swallow gum, it goes into your appendix and then you die.
1: (laughs) I've I've always wondered, like with older games like this, because historical knowledge is constantly like improving, and I've always wondered where a game like Age of Mythology. Which Age of Mythology is obviously meant to be like hyperbole because there's you can hire Minotaurs and you can get like Chimeras and all sorts of like mythical things and Kraken. The Kraken saved our butts in that third game.
0: Oh, yeah. The Kraken was just like we were on an island map and uh, Jeremy was playing the Norse and he just had like a bunch of Krakens. And like in that game, they can they have like this special attack that they uh, can use every now and then where they just grab a boat and break it in half. It's so and, cool, yeah. It's like the he, they, there were transport ships full of soldiers and myth units and everything coming to our islands, and he just sends this fucking squid out there to go and break a boat. Oh, so many lives lost at sea. I know because that so, octopus so it. was mean. <laughs> well, and it's a very satisfying graphic. Like,
1: sometimes, one of the things that I like about uh, Riot. As a company, and and how they do patch notes for like League of Legends and that the, the franchise is their patch notes are very specific, and they talk about what is a satisfying attack. Like if I if I design a game attack and it lights up my character and like blows up the enemy, if there's a giant explosion but it only does ten damage, it's not satisfying. But if it does a thousand damage but there's no graphic, that's not satisfying either. Yeah. And they talk about like trying to balance moves, not just like making sure that the move is fair, that like the items you build, it scales well with your character's build and all that, but also making it so the game is actually fun to play. And the crack, <laughs> the kraken's thing is so fun; it's so yeah. satisfying to just watch its tent, like tentacles wrap around a boat, crack it in half, and cracking it in half and drag it down. On and
0: them. it's such an old game too, you know, and they, they managed to like. Put so much personality into each animation like just the just the, like the little the little shit soldier that the vikings have the old you know yeah just the way he swings his axe it's a completely unique animation from all the axe swinging in the entire game and it just looks like he's having fun while he's fighting
1: <laughs> you know what i
0: mean he's just That's true. swinging his shoulders with it like really like <laughs> and like this really smooth, fluid motion, you wouldn't think they could even do with the amount of polygons they're playing with.
1: I would have had a very different childhood if I had found this game earlier.
0: Like, oh yeah, yeah. It would have been would a, have taken up hundreds and hundreds of hours. Full yeah. mythology nerd too. Like you just drench yourself in that. It's just so it's just so charming. And like it's I mean it's not historically accurate, but it's fairly historically accurate, you know? And it's fairly like mythologically accurate, so it's educational in a way, or so you would tell your mom.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Please buy it for me. it's not that violent. Don't worry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is basically like buying me a uh, buying me a school book if you think about it, but yeah, not it is. too much.
1: It's free textbook, mom. This is.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you well, know, what? I, think... I just just remember the thing like we mentioned Cleopatra earlier. You know, yeah. fun fact about Cleopatra Yes, please She wasn't Egyptian Wait, really? Yeah, she was Greek
1: Oh, dang, I feel foolish
0: Yeah, I mean, no, she was Egyptian I think I think she was born in Egypt But, because uh, her father was an Egyptian king But he wasn't an Egyptian He wasn't, like, an ethnic Egyptian Although Egyptians are like North Africans at that time, so they're like there's not that much difference between them and the Europeans because it's is a border, you know. So they were basically, you know, they were basically white, unless you went further down south. But her father, Ptolemy the First, he he wasn't Egyptian at all. He was he was Macedonian. He was one of Alexander the Great's cronies.
1: See, yeah, so so. Her father was Ptolemy the twelfth. Twelfth. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. um, I'm not correcting you.
0: I didn't. I'm reading Wikipedia. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) Yeah, this is in no way a judgment of any kind. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I I have no idea what number he is. All I know is King Ptolemy. I'm guessing he was the first, but probably not. That doesn't. Ptolemy doesn't sound like a Greek name to me. He must well, have adopted whole, that.
1: There was a whole Ptolemy dynasty, like there, there was oodles of them. Yeah. Um, and Did he just
0: join to, it? Uh, Did he just join a dynasty from Greece?
1: I think he just lived in Greece. Maybe, I don't know. No, I he know. was he was a Macedonian. He was born
0: in Macedonia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was a he was a buddy of uh, buddy of uh, Alexander the Great. Wow. Yeah.
1: No, I mean this this is in. in no way any of my knowledge wheelhouse i don't know any of this stuff um
0: no no this is me this is me uh having heard this on ask historians and then checked wikipedia no uh, hey I
1: flex ch- man you you flex this yeah <laughs> <It's> yeah <awesome.
0: laughs> flexing my flexing my uh my 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 mental muscles right now
1: yeah History seems so big when you when you hear all the different names dissociated but when you hear like told me and alexander the great were friends it's like oh well that's small world
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> i wonder if they and jesus got tea together i i know they were yeah <laughs> <laughs> they lived plenty before jesus it looks like he was his reign was from 80 to 58 bc so yeah 80 was,
0: to 58 bc that's uh there's not that much before no, no, it's I mean, it's not it
1: is that much. I mean, 60 years ago.
0: We yeah, were... like his, his uh, grandkids or maybe great grandkids probably could have hung out with Jesus if they just, you know, got on the right plane.
1: Right. And gave up a lot of their material wealth because Jesus wasn't known to hobnob with royalty.
0: Especially... Well, yeah, I mean, he he's still probably would have hung out with them. He just wouldn't have liked them as much. <laughs>
1: i don't know he was he was walking around with a bunch of feet watching washing prostitutes i think they would have got along great
0: yeah yeah i mean if you're if you're rich you you want to hang out with the prostitutes and if you're jesus you want to hang out with the prostitutes so there's there's some overlap there (laughs) (laughs) you gotta met him at some party you know like oh this is really great water oh oh, oh, look at that surprise who's that guy over there you know Actually, actually the first name of age of
1: mythology they were going to originally call it age of age of the prostitute because all of the different
0: factions had prostitutes yeah prostitutes would have been like a really really powerful unit
1: yeah i bet you didn't know that
0: i wonder what they what what prostitutes would do as a unit in a game like an rts game like a fighting kind of game
1: well in age of mythology they'd all have to do different things right so we'd have to figure out what they would do for each faction you know i feel like
0: i feel like if you're gonna do something aggressive right you either have like the, you either have like a prostitute, maybe for one faction, it like they're just so charming that they can convert the enemy units to your team or something, right? Greek. Yeah. And for another faction, the prostitutes are just filthy. So they cause diseases and like give like damage over time effects on soldiers, right? <laughs> and then for the third faction, the North. prostitutes are like, like uh, you know, like uh, angry, sassy black women, you know? They just smack you with their purse until you go right down, you know? They're just bludgeoning you to death. Oh, so
1: they're, they're like a fight, they're fighting.
0: Yeah, yeah, they go frontline, you know? You send them in as a vanguard, they, they break the lines, you know? Well,
1: that's gotta be Atlantis because Atlantis is already broken, so why not give them a bunch of bitch-slapping prostitutes?
0: I think that's, I think that's exactly what Atlantis would have had, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's also the reason why everyone was scared of them and sunk their island.
1: That's yeah, because they they had (laughs) yeah. I mean, I remember I remember hearing a fact that Spartan women would would fight and sometimes while pregnant they would still like fight on the battlefield. And I that can't be true. I don't know if it's true. I just I know that I heard it in class when I was in elementary school or middle school maybe. And I actually drew a comic like a three page comic called "Charge of the Pregnant Brigade." I love was, that. <laughs> it's just these pregnant women throwing spears and like giving birth on this battlefield, and it was drawn by like a an eleven year old or something. But it, <laughs> I, found, I found it found in my closet, I was like, "Oh yeah, she told us." I don't know if it's true, but she like my teacher was adamant that pregnant women fought on the battlefield.
0: Hey, it, it could be true. A lot of weird stuff has happened in history, but I'm just imagining like bunch of like pregnant women in the battlefield then suddenly like just telling one of the like one of the male soldiers to go and get ice cream (laughs) you know i will hold the line but you get me ben and jerry's now you know (laughs) i will hold well and, and
1: i also think it's probably way more practical than we're thinking it's like they know they're pregnant but they're not like third termers you know, oh chart. yeah,
0: like so. Cause I'm imagining like the full extended belly, like they needed a special armor or something. Right. Yeah, you know, so like that <laughs> this big baby fucking kettle on their stomach. <laughs> 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 like a bell. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, no, it's um Yeah, I, The the what would the Egyptians have? So the Egyptian prostitutes, they would probably have I would assume, because it's a it's a more, like, long-term faction, that, that maybe the more prostitutes you have, the less units cost to buy them, you know, because it would be like, a, it'd be like the Warhammer equivalent of growth, where you increase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your soldiers cost less, because they're
0: easier to afford, because there's more of them. Yeah, you're, they're just breeding in the fields. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm gonna go back to the Spartan thing because I can't be right. Because I, I, you know, the Spartans famously had sex with each other. Like the men had sex with each other all the time, so that they would have like they would have like that unity and bond and all that on the battlefield. So I can't, I can't possibly imagine that they had women in the battlefield and then they were still having sex with each other as men.
1: But I don't think those are like. Necessarily mutually exclusive, right? Like you could, you could have.
0: I mean, you could have a bunch of gay men who are just like breeding with the women for the sake of getting more women, right? But or men, but you know, i, I it just seems like. I'm assuming the majority of them weren't gay because that's never the case, except for in a parade. Well,
1: the women uh, weren't having sex with the male male soldiers. They they were just they were just pregnant in fighting. I think.
0: Well, how did they get pregnant?
1: Well, I mean. They would still i I'm assuming the traditional methods i
0: like and then, like women didn't have the, they didn't they didn't have like full citizen status in ancient Sparta either, so I don't think they could have been in the army because in in Sparta they own, all the soldiers had to be citizens they had to have the right to vote you know they had to be land owning
1: no that, that's the thing is that Spartan women could have property in fact they had They could. They actually tended to have better educations than their husbands because their husbands were out like doing conquest type stuff and the women were taking classes and one of the things about Spartan women is that outside of Sparta they actually had a reputation for being like the head of the household. It was the matriarch who got the big piece of chicken. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I read something about this. The Athenians really looked down on Sparta for that.
1: Yeah, because they saw them as like uncouth, really vulgar, promiscuous, like Yeah. Yeah, I think,
0: happen- I think I I think I mixed I think I mixed my cultures there. I think I mixed Athens with Sparta.
1: Athens, yeah. Athen, Athens women were
0: more They were bigger. more uh, like kept in their cage until they're needed.
1: Athens were were bigger on on the bathhouses too.
0: <laughs> I, <bet. laughs>
1: I mean the bath the bathhouses we should we should clarify for listeners the bathhouses were not on the battlefield <laughs>
0: no no
1: <laughs> they, they were prolific yeah we took a we actually took a class i say we i mean like friends of mine so i still think of us as, as a collective we anyway i took a class in in college called the philosophy of sex and love and they um one of the things that we talked about was like greek you know relationships and how there was the banal sort of uh <laughs> you had to have sex with women because it was you know your wife and it was a duty it was like a a duty a cultural duty whereas with men it was pleasurable and enjoyable so
0: oh god the greeks were so gay <laughs> it,
1: it is you know and it's just literally gay it's not it's not that there's anything wrong with that (laughs) (laughs) i've been watching a lot of seinfeld yeah i I can tell
0: (laughs) not that there's anything wrong with that (laughs) but yeah
1: no one of the things that that my professor mentioned was that it was like a one of the (laughs) one of the things because when you when you're opposite a culture and your culture hates another culture you find other ways to really just beat the shit out of them be like wow well, they're heathens they do this they do this could you imagine and one of the things with sparta is that the women were free and educated and also extremely promiscuous
0: so oh, they have sex with women <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> right. oh,
1: bring me a boy you bring know. me a poor boy <laughs> i need to show this 12 year old how to apprentice woodman woodcrafts
0: whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me show him some real hard wood <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and because craftsmen and merchants, they would take on apprentices, uh, the apprentices, and the, the apprentices were also like you know, sex boys. I don't know. Whatever.
0: That's another thing I saw on Ask Historians actually, about the Greeks and homosexuality. Oh yeah. You know? Uh the way like because like the way we view homosexuality is very different from the way they viewed it. Yeah. Like it wasn't con- you're not considered gay at all back then if you were having like, having sex with dudes. The only difference is whether you took it in the ass or you gave it.
1: Oh, I actually remember reading about that. Yeah. Well, so it was
0: it was all about it was all about the beard. So like if, when you when you were before you had grown a beard before you had a beard, it was completely socially like yeah, yeah, you were supposed to take it in the ass. But once you had a beard, you were supposed to fuck someone who didn't have a beard in the ass. And uh, basically Uh, Like the only reason Like the only time they would ever be like oh fag you know They they, they would ever be like mad at someone for being gay Or look down on them or anything like that Would be if it was a guy with a beard taking it in in the ass That was basically it
1: Okay yeah You're you're saying to the point where they're ostracized From society for being gay
0: Yeah like what, what they would have Like as their ostracized gay Like the one that would need a parade Would be the guy with the beard taking it in the ass Huh yeah, so the top was like, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, he's just a regular dude. He's a bro like me. Yeah, yeah, huh, huh. go Dodgers, bro, you know? Mm.
1: So we could say it's always sunny. is like 2,500 years behind the
0: times. <laughs> Basically.
1: Speed has everything to do with
0: it. <laughs> uh, the power button anyway. generates all the power of the force. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no, he left. <laughs> anyway, Age of Mythology, super yeah. great game.
0: <laughs> All of this gay sex and everything—it's in the game. It's great. It's—it's it's it's gonna fun. change your lives, especially it's if really you play as young children.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, my education. Yeah. I it's educational. I'll get my kids involved. It's, yeah, let <laughs> <love> them play. <laughs> First age, you start off. You know, you're you're hunting for meat and berries, yeah. right? You're yeah. Foraging, taking you you put your stuff, then the second age, you build your soldiers, and then the third age, build a
0: bathhouse,
1: the- <laughs> <laughs> <a> bath <laughs> tier three building, it's real, way up there,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, no, oh. yeah, it was a, it was a fun game, I, and I like having multi. like, I miss RTS games, I haven't played one in a while,
0: yeah, which to,
1: uh, to people listen we were supposed to be doing actually we're going to do Warcraft 3 for this episode which was you know another our super famous RTS we're going to do Warcraft 3 but Joe lives in Europe and we had you can't just like easily change your account over so yeah it's we, a really fucking
0: stupid way they had that too you know it was like uh you have to have at least Twenty dollars on your BattleNet uh, account, and that may be gone when you change to your Europe. It's like what? The- oh no! I'm sorry.
1: Less than twenty dollars. Less than twenty. So they want you to not have a big balance because if they your balance gets wiped clean, they're not going to help you.
0: Yeah, but what if you couldn't do it for free either. You had to have something, right?
1: I think so. I don't know. I I, I remember us looking at this and getting increasingly frustrated.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I may, maybe maybe, my information is wrong and I'm trashing Blizzard for no reason, but uh, well,
1: there's, there's maybe, they're,
0: maybe they're actually like, yeah. I got your back. And I'm like, fuck you, man. It's, uh, it's possible. It's possible.
1: Bl- Blizzard was one of, I mean, it was there for me during my formative years, but I, there's still plenty of reason to trash Blizzard. I mean, they've got, they've got the laundry list of, of corporate infractions at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not I wonder. I wonder if it's we can blame Activision for it, or if they were already like on the you know the road to corruption before they did that merger. According to the you know two YouTube videos I saw on the subject matter,
1: Activ- <laughs> Activision seems to be the big, you know, the people that are blamed because when when they merged with Blizzard, that's when a lot of their business decisions became increasingly like sellout, you know. Yeah. Like like with Diablo 3 having the auction house where you can just buy your gear, which is ridiculous. Which they eventually retracted, but only after a lot of people complained. And after it was too late, the whales had already poisoned the system, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Because they, they didn't go back and remove that gear from pe- from paying customers because that's not fair either. But at the same time, you know, and then, then they did the the mobile release and whatever it doesn't matter i don't want to trash blizzard because blizzard makes great games but
0: they make great games but they also make uh, a lot of uh, really shitty decisions so we get to trash them a little bit
1: they used to make great games and lately they've made a lot of shitty decisions so hey blizzard if you're upset about this prove us wrong whatever I don't, yeah I don't
0: yeah <laughs> blizzard is definitely paying attention to us
1: oh yeah they're keeping tabs on episode five they can't wait
0: (laughs) (laughs) they're just waiting for us to do the warcraft episode
1: it's gonna be be a really
0: big day for them when we finally give them some attention you know (laughs) (laughs) they sound
1: like low-functioning alcoholics and they they do this podcast and sometimes it's about video games oh and they've covered these video games they're like 25 years old we need to watch them
0: (laughs) yeah yeah we need to keep an eye on them because this this could make or break us (laughs) (laughs)
1: what so let me ask let me ask you something um so joe and i actually like just kind of met like we met a couple months ago and our relationship is sort of new which is cool because it makes the podcast i can ask him questions i don't know the answer like all the time um what was your first like computer game and what was like the most two questions your first computer Mm. game and The most impactful computer game
0: oh see that's a that's a tough one that's a tough one yeah i don't actually know what my first one was honestly but i can there's a couple i remember i think diablo 2 that's a very big one for me okay i remember that very vividly uh it was my grandfather's work laptop uh, oh yeah, I was sitting in that. Uh, he's got a he's got a tower in like the family mansion, you know. Yeah. And uh, um, I would used to sit in that tower with his laptop and play. Well, wait, no, no, you're
1: being serious. This is a literal tower in a family mansion.
0: Yeah, yeah. this is a literal this tower in a family mansion.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, this yeah this okay. is an
0: actual tower, like a like a old school fantasy style tower, but made how of many, wood.
1: How many floors? How big was it?
0: Uh it's four floors. That's, that's still nuts like yeah that's like a 50 floor yeah, or 50 four. foot building i don't know how many yeah no i no, have no idea how Non-freedom. to measure yeah. that it's it's that tall it's like, very <laughs> tall it's a tall building it's an old house so uh yeah they, they made a tower uh they have two towers on the mansion right um yeah. curiously enough i think they built it around the same time as the lord of the rings two towers movie came out because i remember i thought it was hilarious but they hadn't seen it so they couldn't they didn't get it
1: that's Um, that's still like i know saruman was like a bad guy and destroying the forest and i'm you know whatever but that's still way better than if if they built those towers around the twins when walter frey's episode aired
0: you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a lot better but yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I would uh, play uh, Diablo 2 on my uh, my granddad's work laptop. And uh, yeah, I fucking loved it. It was great. And uh, then like later on my uncle's Mac, he would install Warcraft 3. And they had like a weird TV that looks it looks like a mirror with a really posh frame, but oh. when you turn it on, it, it is actually a TV. And he would connect the laptop to that, that, uh, that fancy TV. And I would play Warcraft 3.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, I loved that. It was really great. There's also yeah. some really old game called American Conquest, I remember I played. It's like a, it's like you have Indians and you have um, uh, Americans. And they were like fighting. But then in the campaign, uh, the French are allies of the Indians, right? It's the Sioux tribe. And oh. um, and they would they would like, I, I thought that was so cool because I loved playing the Indians. They were like the coolest faction. I didn't understand <laughs> like why we want to play the other ones because the Indians have like the horses. They have tents. They had like fields of like maize, you know, corn, right? Yeah. And then the the trades, the trading system was really like. I I don't remember if it was good, but I thought it was great. Like trading posts, and I traded with the 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 French. Uh, who were supporting me in their war against the English and like I would get gun units from them like I thought that was really cool it was just a, a, a it was a really it's a really cool game called American conquest
1: okay I've, I've never heard of that one oh uh,
0: very old school RTS I think you'll like it um, yeah. and of course there's age of mythology and that was like you know that that that's still the coolest game ever <laughs> <laughs> Um, my, what about what about you? What was like? Uh, what's your earliest video game memory? My my game memory. Um, okay, so I actually have I have a specific answer for this.
1: Probably because I asked the question first. I uh, was <laughs> thinking about the, the the answer a while ago. Um, so I, I had this friend named Jared, and I used to go to his house, um, and he had Warcraft Two. And it was like the whole RTS game. Actually, I'll even go back further. I'm going to take more time. I, I, went, when I went to my uncle's house. I was like eight or nine years old. He had Populous for the Super Nintendo. And I don't know if anybody's familiar with Populous, but Populous was like an old school RTS where you couldn't control the people on the map. You were a god that would could raise and lower the elevation of the planet. And you could build up faith through how many followers you had and, like, cause earthquakes and make natural natural disasters happen. So the way the game kind of worked was your people would automatically make settlements, and the settlements would be bigger based on how much flat, like, nutritious land was around your settlement. And if it was, if it, everything was perfect and you had enough grass and enough, like, arable fields you could make a castle and you could use a magic spell to to create knights and it would just turn a random peasant into a knight and then the knight would just run off and beat the shit out of the enemy and you know you would just so you would you would basically try to funnel knights into the enemy lands let your people expand and then cause natural disasters to happen and i remember i stayed with my uncle kirk for a a night one time and and I went there to, like, see the zoo with my grandmother the next day. And he tried to get me to play Donkey Kong. But I wanted to play Populous instead. And I, like, got really into this RTS thing. And he's like, why won't you play Donkey Kong? This game sucks. <laughs> and he, like, he gave me the game later. Because he's like, this game is terrible. Just take it. I don't want it. I'm not going to play it anymore. So it's I went to my a friend fun game, though. It was all, I, I thought it was great. And yeah. I, it is a slow-moving strategy game which is what it was a very formative game which is you know so i went to my friend jared's house and he had a computer and it was the first time i'd ever seen games on a computer that wasn't a commodore like commodore 64 or 32 and he had warcraft 2 and that blew me the fuck away because warcraft 2 had like the orcs and the humans, they were so, like the graphics were so interesting and the spells were so cool. And it was so neat to be able to like establish outposts and build up your base and like attack somebody. And it was exactly what I wanted in a game. And I convinced my parents to find a computer, but it couldn't run Warcraft two, So we got Warcraft one, And so that's, that was my first PC game. And my favorite PC game was def- definitely Lords of Magic Special Edition. Um, Lords of Magic was like an early Warhammer, like 25 years before it came out. Like you could, there were eight faiths. It was like earth, fire, water, um, life, death, chaos, order, you know, so there were, there were eight different faiths and you would pick one and they all had their strengths and weaknesses and they had different rosters and you just tried to like conquer the planet. And so it was very, it, it was, it was an, a very early 4X game, but I also played Age of Empires too. I would go to my friend's house after track practice in seventh, like, middle school, and uh, we would just play Age of Empires against other people. And that blew me away because this is my first time playing multiplayer online. And I grew up without knowing about Age of Mythology, but I definitely would have been addic- addicted to it because this is the type of game I like.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a bundle of charm, honestly. Yeah, it really it really is. It's funny though how how like some people really like the fast paced games like Donkey Kong, and some people like the more like slow approach, uh, like delayed gratification kind of thing where you build up and then you slowly take over everything. You know?
1: Yeah, I it depends on my mood because I you know a funny thing about Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong One, I actually used to speed run that game, like. I can still beat it in, like, 40 minutes, the first one. Damn. Like, they, they, a lot of the levels have tricks. Like, in the mine level, the very first mine level, you can jump over the mine cart. Don't get in the mine cart. There's a barrel hidden underneath that will shoot you to the end of the level. You just skip the whole level. And really? So, yeah, yeah, there's a whole bunch of tricks like that where you can just – and the barrel shooting levels are my favorite because I've, I, I still have the muscle memories, like
0: to, like, 15 years later. Did they, did they add those like kind of like, I don't want to say exploits, but like Easter eggs, like little cheats. Did they add them to test the game, do you think? Like so that they had a way to get to the end of the level themselves?
1: I don't think it was about, well, oh, you mean it's like a, well, maybe. I
0: don't Yeah, know. the developers. Like why would they add something that throws you to the end of the level like that if you just missed the cart?
1: I think it was about having Easter eggs just, like, having a secret in your own game that you have, like, you cannot see the barrels, and anything that lets you skip the, like, there's one level in the second world, um, it's called Stop and Go or something, I forget what it is, but it's it's, you hit these barrels to, like, make the monsters, like, shrink down into harmless boulders, and you run past, and then there's, like, a time limit, and you have to, like, hit another barrel to make them shrink back down, otherwise they, like, run back and forth, and you can't beat it, and there, that one, you can actually just turn left, walk straight into the entrance door, and it, kicks, it like kicks you to the end of the level. And you just skip that level, too. So I think some of it was just like seeing how willing gamers were to just like fuck around with a game. and Because it gives you a percentage. You can, you can 100% that. 101% that game. You can, like, they give you percentages based on all the secrets you find and how much how many levels you beat so it was a game that had a full completion option and i think it was more about letting the people who were like fanatics about the game do the full completion that's my thought like i feel like a, any sort of developer hack where they can like skip levels they would just have a button they could press and it would just kick them to the end you know what i mean
0: yeah, I think they would have that now, but I'm like thinking, did they have that back then? Did they have like advanced enough systems to do that stuff?
1: Yeah, maybe not.
0: Yeah, because like I don't know much about game development, which is a shame because I have a fucking degree in it. But it's like I know the technology they had back then It's, you know, it's pretty rudimentary. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine because we used to mess around with the RPG Maker in high school. And this was before VX. It was like the old, it was RPG Maker 2003. And um, I remember talking about like one of the Final Fantasies and I was saying, oh, well, it would be nice if you could like do this thing. And he's like, oh, the developers could make that. They can make anything. But I was thinking thinking of the developer capability. More in terms of the system that they have. you know, because developers usually make a game engine first, then they develop the game. Most very few. Uh, I would. I would hope so. <laughs> right, because programming a game from scratch is a nightmare. Like, how how do you even coordinate a, a, a skilled team to do that? Because it's very challenging. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, Age of Mythology. We really recommend it. <laughs> and
1: hey i just want to let you know this is why our point is moot
0: yeah yeah there's a reason why this podcast is called moot yeah
1: plage of mythology it's out now it's been out for the last 20 years um don't miss it
0: yeah yeah If you like Egypt, Egyptian, uh, like ancient Egyptian uh, mythology, if you like Greek mythology, if you like uh, Norse mythology, this game is, it's it's straight up for you. It's yeah. an unbelievably charming game. It's incredibly fun. Uh, it can be really like, you can play it as an intense RTS, but you also feel like you're building a society, kind of like you're playing a 4X game, but you got to, you know, get get fast. Right. Uh, it's like you really feel like you're building a society because you, you have, as the Greeks, you have your builders, you have them worship at temples and it, it genuinely your bases will look beautiful. They look like people live there. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like you're making like a throwaway base like in, in Warcraft, for instance. You know? Yeah. It doesn't feel like this is just a, Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's just uh, practical. It also feels beautiful
1: well it has more strategy opportunity than a game like Warcraft because Warcraft you know when we were when we were talking about doing War, the Warcraft 3 episode i started looking up like build orders and and any rts game is going to have a build order age of mythology has build orders but what age of mythology does better than Warcraft i would say is that it has more flexibility so if you see your opponent doing one thing you can revert to a second like backup strategy so like for instance there are four ages you can hit and every time you upgrade an age you swear fealty to a different god and like i like athena was my first greek god that i the goddess that i swear to fealty to and she gave me archer bonuses but they also give you like special powers and upgrades and, and and all sorts of things so it allows you to have a very adaptable strategy. Whereas Warcraft 3, that... that
0: um, it's it's, like Once you start your race, you're basically... That is who you are. Right. You pick it's, Undead in Warcraft 3, you are Undead, and you have to do the Undead stuff. Obviously, if you're Greek in Age of Mythology, you have to do the Greek stuff. But being Greek is... uh, There's a lot more leeway in what you can do as a Greek than what you can do as uh, as an Undead. Yeah. You know? Depending, like, okay, shit, I need to do this. I'm going to pick this god instead. You know, instead of picking the god of archers and uh, warfare, I'm going to pick the god of, uh, you know, slaughter and uh, axes. And uh, also, you get different myth units. Like, if you choose, for instance, uh, uh, oh, fuck, I don't know, remember the name of the god, but if you choose the god that has, uh, like, the Scylla, you know, or the Scylla, the sea serpent monster for the Greeks, then you all can't can't choose to pick the Manticore, you know? And the Manticore is a ranged monster that flings barbs at people, so it's like a a land combat thing from distance. But if you pick the Skilla slash Scylla, then, you know, you're kind of dedicating yourself to fighting a maritime battle in the ocean. Right. It it just becomes a completely different uh, battlefield, you know, depending on who you choose to ally yourself with. This And is a lot more flexible. Whereas, like with Warcraft, if you have tier
1: three, you know undead units, eh, you're gonna build frostworms. Like, you know, <laughs> you're gonna freeze yeah. buildings and do siege damage. And if you're, you know, if you're night elves, you're gonna mass huntresses unless they have air units. Like, there there's a lot less variation, and the gods system and the gods special abilities and the upgrades gives it a lot more. Yeah. yeah you just choice, you, choice i love choice i love choice in games and i think yeah. choice allows for more strategy
0: yeah you can you can kind of play you can you can do the whole ubu thing a lot more easily in major mythology than you can in warcraft yeah granted the game is not as uh, it's not as competitively uh, like yeah it's not as competitively streamlined and it's definitely not as balanced as warcraft but that's not what this <laughs> game is about it's, uh, it's, it's about immersing yourself in your favorite culture and uh, going on a rampage through the country.
1: Yeah, and if you, want, if you want to see how undeniably cruel the early Egyptians were, you can build a unit that is, specializes in slaughtering villagers.
0: I know, the Egyptians <laughs> are such specialized. Like every, every race has like a unit that's like, good against archers, good against infantry, good against you know but the egyptians they are only good against archers only good against infantry only good against cavalry and they have one that is only good against villagers and it's this fucking lunatic with a copesh yeah you know that curved blade that the ancient egyptians would use that is just like a bloodletting blade basically (laughs) yeah
1: i think the early learning curve on the egyptians are is a lot higher than for the other three because they just everything is way more specialized. Everything re- is much more micro-intensive. Every, like, the tier... Like, the, the climbing the, the tier tree is, is tougher, I think.
0: Yeah, so. you can't... Uh, you have to make all the different units as Egypt. You can't just mass a bunch of stuff and send it in there. Because, yeah. like, their slingers, they will slaughter arches. They will, they will just, like... They will immediately bring them down. But they will die in a one-on-one combat against the villager. So you can't mass slingers because if someone brings something that isn't an archer, they're going to fuck you very thoroughly. So you need to have like a really, yeah, you need to have a little bit of everything in your army to be able to, to handle everything. And you've sure. got to be able to control that shit too. So, uh, you know, e- Egypt is when you want to have a challenge. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I, I say this to someone who found Egypt mythology in the year 2020. Definitely get it. It's great. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a really fun game. <laughs>
0: And and as an added bonus, like the game runs beautifully in all modern systems because, it's oh, you much... can run that thing on a, on a calculator now. It's it's 20, yeah, it's three, 24 it's, years old. It's <laughs> a it's it's a really old game to begin with, but it just looks beautiful. It's got the art style that is timeless, and uh, it was made as a HD remake for Steam, so it's got full Steam online support. It even had in. It even has integrated Twitch support. Uh, It was uh, like the rights to the game was bought by Microsoft and another studio who uh, brought it to Steam in like a labor of love. So it it runs beautifully. It's absolutely fantastic. And uh, yeah, you can, uh, I I don't care how bad your laptop is. If it's from this part of this side of 2010, it can run it perfectly.
1: Oh yeah. And and, and I want to fact check myself real time. 2002, so it's 18 years old. Yeah, so I was, yeah. I was exaggerating and said it was 20
0: Yeah, I mean, come on. So. It's uh, 18 years, 20 years. It's basically the same thing.
1: It is 85 years old. Yeah, it came out when before World War One, which was 180,000 <laughs> years old. Yeah, ago. Yeah. What, what, what i'm not a be, what, what, what difference do a few uh, years
0: make said some greek a bunch of times
1: <laughs> right there's, there's no difference between me as a 33 year old and a 31 year old so there's no difference in 800 years it's you know yeah. you just swap that
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it's like i'm 31 he's 13 what's the difference you just swap the numbers okay, let's go to the bathhouse
1: <laughs> oh, God. No, not, not, uh... <laughs> That's a good place to end it. So, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Page of Mythology. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, we strongly
0: recommend it. All right, take care. Uh, peace out. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.